When Denise Sandoval launched Lava May in 2013, she was searching for a solution to the lack of showers and toilets available to those struggling with homelessness in San Francisco. Converting public buses into showers and toilets on wheels, Lava May eventually expanded into other California cities, bringing its mobile facilities to 30,000 people so far. They've also helped countless others through their DIY toolkit that helps communities around the world launch their own mobile hygiene program. If that's not enough, Denise is gearing up for another big step this upcoming January. And like every previous one, it's rooted in the philosophy of radical hospitality, which maintains that opportunity unfolds when people are treated with dignity and that people everywhere will rise to the level of care they are offered. Welcome to In the Business of Change, where we speak with social entrepreneurs impacting their communities and the world. I'm your host, Elisa Birnbaum, publisher and editor-in-chief of Sea Change Magazine. This special holiday podcast is sponsored by my book, also titled In the Business of Change, profiling social entrepreneurs around the world and their lessons learned. If you're looking for a special gift this holiday season, you can find it at your local bookstore, at Amazon, or on our website. On today's podcast, we speak with Denise Sandoval, a social entrepreneur who spurred a mobile shower revolution. With an ever-growing list of accolades, including a CNN hero, Denise explains why she's decided to transform her organization into a nonprofit accelerator, Lava May X, and its mission to bring their impact worldwide. We talk about the importance of partnerships, including with Unilever and its social enterprise, The Right to Shower. And Denise shares the importance of radical hospitality when serving unhoused people, believing that dignity is the first step to bigger and better opportunity. Since you launched, you seem to have had pretty uh, formidable type of impact. Would you just tell us a bit more how, how, it's, how it's been working, how it's been going, uh, the response uh, you've had so far? Yes, you know, in it's almost been five and a half years, and I would I think I would characterize it as a series of surprises. Um, I started Lava May really thinking that it would be a demonstration project to the city of San Francisco to show them how vital and how easy um, this service was to create for people, and. Um, it ended up uh, being a successful pilot, but the city didn't say, okay, great, you've shown us now, move out of the way and we'll take over. Um, we ended up continuing to do the work. And I think you know, the surprises came in a couple of ways. First of all, it was really understanding um, after we got out there that the way we were serving people was as if not more important than the service itself. So we began to call how we worked, uh, we called it radical hospitality. I liken it to going to the DMV when you get your driver's license. I don't know what they're like where you are, but here uh, the buildings are terrible. Nobody's happy to work there, so they're not happy to see you or serve you, and nobody wants to be there get service done. But you do get your needs met, right? And then you right. hope you never have to go back. And unfortunately, um, there are too many services for people who run housed that are very similar to that and incredibly just dehumanizing. And so we recognize that if you treat people at the highest level um, and acknowledge and honor our shared humanity, it's really transformative. So that, that was a huge surprise, and that's something that has had a, a really massive ripple effect as well, um, both locally 
and uh, around the globe as, as people have, you know, come to be familiar with our work. The other is that I, I really thought this was going to be a local project. I actually thought it was a local problem when I first started. I didn't realize that access to hygiene was such a struggle, um, not just across this country, but around the world. And so fairly quickly after our story went global, after our launch, um, we started to receive inquiries from as far away as Zimbabwe and Mongolia and as close as New York City and San Jose. Um, yeah, people asking us to either bring lava made to them or teach them how to do this. So in 2017, we were finally able to create um, an open source toolkit, which is a, a DIY kit that's free. It's been downloaded over 2,400 times. We've um, also been mentoring uh, communities and social entrepreneurs as they try and launch. And then last year, we started more informally training um, different uh, future mobile hygiene providers. So to date, there are now over 157 mobile hygiene programs around the world. Wow. So, <laughs> unexpected impact. And then for our own service, um, we had set an impact goal to serve 30,000 unhoused Californians by 2020. And I am both delighted and still a little surprised to say that in September of this year, we blew past that goal 16 months ahead of schedule. Amazing. Phenomenal. I, I was looking through the stats, the numbers, and I think that's just, obviously there's a there's a major need, um, uh, probably bigger than you had even thought it was. You sort of alluded to that already. Um, and But you're, you're addressing it in big ways. And you mentioned, I, I just want to touch upon this again, you mentioned the radical gener hospitality, sorry, radical hospitality. Could you again define what that means and why it's become so important to the work you do? And then we'll get into um, the new initiative or, or your, the, sort of the, the uh, relaunching. Sure. It's really rooted in this belief that if you meet people at the highest level, they'll, that's where they'll meet you as well, right? right. So we choose to see the highest in each other, which is something that every human being wants and needs. Um, it's really transformative. So we don't think of people as our clients. They're really our guests. And we talk about people as being our unhoused neighbors. We think language is critically important. And then we live and breathe it. So we form these deep connections with the people that we serve, um, the people that we engage with. And they become, in a way, like family. Um, and it's transformative for both parties, for us and for them. And um, it's pretty powerful and it's pretty, you know, it's one of those things where when you see it, you'll, you know it and you know when you'll see it again, right? Um, it's not, um, not like I can say, well, first you look someone in the eye and then you shake their hand and then you call them my name. Those are all parts of it, but it is the, the heart behind it that really makes it powerful and special. That's wonderful. And so in terms of your decision now to relaunch as Lava May X, uh, tell us what was what's sort of behind that decision and how it's going to work. Like what are your activities? What are you, your, you know, the specific stuff and as well as the bigger overall objective of that? Yes. Um, well, you know, as we were uh, planning for 2020 and we, we started to see that we were going to hit our 2020 impact goal in September, we started thinking, okay, what are we going to tackle next? What's our vision for the next five years? And of course, you know, we want to continue to provide direct service, but we also just recognize that um, the number of inquiries that are coming in on a weekly and even daily basis from 
communities has just exploded. And so we thought, okay, we've put this toolkit together. We have a level of expertise now. We've worked out so many of the kinks. We understand how to, you know, to do everything from selecting the right commercial shower trailer to line management to, you know, how to fundraise for this, how to message for this, how to engage volunteers. And so we um, made the strategic decision to create an accelerator, a nonprofit accelerator to, you know, quickly help communities mobilize and get mobile hygiene out there for their unhoused neighbors. You know, the difference is we could have decided to create our own mobile hygiene empire, but that would have taken us a long time and it would have cost a lot of money. And we would always be outsiders. There's something about local context that is so powerful. When you, when a solution, you know, arises from the community where the challenge exists, it's so much more powerful and sustainable. Agreed. Agreed. That's a great, that's a great point. And, um, I, I think something for others to follow. I was going to ask you a question at the end about some lessons learned, um, you know, as a social entrepreneur, some people making social impact. And I think that is a big lesson, but I'll let you uh, <laughs> speak to that later. <laughs> the the whole local focus, uh, a lot of people don't realize, you know, how important that is. So I think that's, that's essential. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. So, you know, in doing this, what our ultimate goal is to really build a network of mobile hygiene providers or, or communities that are um, launching Lava May design programs so that they're really coming together to support each other, to share resources, best practices, innovations, even economies of scale when they're purchasing, um, to really sort of amplify and, and um, deepen their work in a, in a profound way. Because the vision is if this network gets built and it is really as robust and dynamic as we envision it will be, then in five years, it's very possible that Lava May won't be needed anymore and we can sunset our organization because communities around the world are not only doing the work, they're supporting each other as they're doing the work. Mm -hmm. That's a good goal to have for yourself um, in terms of that sunset. That would be yeah. nice not to be needed, right? It would be, yes. <laughs> it would be sort of right, yeah. Get yourself out of business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I appreciate that for sure. Um, I wanted to touch upon uh, partnerships, um, the importance of partnerships, and there are a few that I, uh, one in particular that I was alluding to in, in, in putting together this question that I was very um, impressed with and um, wondered how important partnerships are, are for you and any ones that you wanted to mention. So, you know, from the beginning, Lava May has been rooted in collaboration, and that grew out of the fact that I came to this work with no experience in social services, no experience working um, in homelessness, and I knew that for us to be successful, we needed to rely on partners across the sectors um, for their expertise, um, resources, you know, ideas and whatnot, and so we have... Um, from the very beginning, been building those along the way, and they've been incredibly powerful. We have service partners out there who take uh, the work to the next level, right? So if you take a shower, it's amazing, but then you're out there and you might be able to get healthcare services or dental services or employment opportunities. That is an incredible, you know, um, double benefit that you know we bring in partnerships in that sense. But there are also partnerships that we've developed in, in the for-profit sector. And I think one of the ones that we're most um, proud of is a partnership with Unilever. We started with them a few years back 
but this most recent iteration of the partnership has been with a social um, enterprise that they've created within the organization that was specifically designed to support access to hygiene for people who are unhoused. And it's called the Right to Shower. And um, the internal team that founded the program, the product and the idea just were really driven by the desire to uh, increase access to hygiene for people who were living on the streets and people who were struggling to get access. And it's this beautiful partnership um, that in year one, uh, they have donated 100% of the proceeds from the product sales to support mobile hygiene and partnered with us to identify uh, new communities that are seeking to start their own mobile hygiene programs and provided seed funding, and then also identifying, uh, working with us uh, with communities that we have known of and have helped support uh, to take them to the next level and allow them to scale or sustain their operations. It's been an amazing program. I had never heard of it before, but it sounds like it's it's a pretty amazing program, and I was I was very impressed to hear about it. Um, and uh, it's wonderful the work that you're doing together. So that's that's great when that happens. That collaboration is so, it could be incredibly important. And and just to go back w just one step, I I'm not sure if you touched upon this. Are you passing on the day to day, in terms of like the the, sh the running of the mobile showers? Is that going to be? Because I did read in some uh, news releases that other people are going to be other organizations are taking over some of that or part of it or. Yeah. So Lava Bay X will continue to provide direct service, but from the mobile shower front in a more limited way, right? We really feel it's vital to keep our pulse on the street. Um, and we also really want to be able to train replicators, you know, in a real world setting. So um, we will be doing reduced shower service. So a day in LA, a day in San Francisco, and a day in Oakland, which is the primary cities we operate in now. Mm -hmm. And then we have partnered with a sister organization, uh, their, uh, the shower program is called Dignity on Wheels, um, and it's run by an organization called Project We Hope. And they're stepping in to take over shower service at our other sites within those cities. So the goal is to ensure that our current guests continue to have seamless service while still allowing us to provide limited, limited service around showers so that we are still in the mix, um, you know, keeping our street cred, and training replicators in the real world environment. And then we have another program we haven't touched on, which is our pop-up care villages. And those are kind of like shower collaboration on steroids, where we're bringing up to 30 partners out to the street with us who are offering an, a range of services um, from, you know, we have the showers, but then there's clothes and haircuts, there's employment, there's mental health, there's medical, dental, legal, um, and we provide it all in this sort of festive environment where there's a hot breakfast, a hot lunch, live music, there's meditation. Um, our guests have actually called them um, Burning Man for the Unhoused. So they're these beautiful events, but essentially their number one objective is to really increase access to an array of services by bringing them to the street for people who need them. That's already ongoing or that's going to... Uh, that is ongoing. It's yeah, ongoing, okay. Yeah, we launched this in 2016. And in 2020, what we're, what Lava May X will be doing is we'll uh, be creating a toolkit for our pop-up care villages because we're having communities ask us to help them create them as well. Okay, that's great. Um, and is the accelerator already 
up and running? The official date for the launch of Lava May X is January 2nd. Thank you. Okay, perfect. Um, and just the, the last question that I like to ask everyone that we speak with on our podcast is, there's a lot of people that are listening or, or reading our magazine that are social entrepreneurs or want to be social entrepreneurs. And, and people are always looking for certain tips or lessons learned or what would you say? I think for us specifically, one of the biggest lessons learned is around sharing our model, right? I think that there is a, a strong sense that if you innovate something that you should hold on to the IP and it should be all about your organization and the growth of that organization to you know, spread uh, the impact. And we've really learned that it has been such a powerful thing to give away to literally for free what we know how to do and to empower other communities to take that and improve it or modify it as it needs to be in their own communities, right? Because um, what works in San Francisco isn't necessarily what's gonna work in Paducah, Illinois, or in Miami, Florida. And to have kind of the somebody create uh, the runway and then allow you to make modifications as needed is really powerful. So I think this open sourcing uh, and sharing the model is something that has really been a great lesson for us. Yeah. It also lightens our load, right? So we're not sure. having to fundraise in the way that we would if we were uh, launching this across the country ourselves or manage all of the operational logistics, which are intense. Um, so it's a win-win on both sides. Absolutely. Is there anything else that you wanted to say that I didn't give you a chance to say? You know, what I might just say yeah. is that as a social entrepreneur, I think there is this sense that the solutions have to be big um, and sometimes all-encompassing. And I think one of the reasons that Lava May has both been successful and captured the imagination of the rest of the world is because it's, it's only solving one part of the solution, right? We didn't get out there and decide, well, we're going to provide showers and then we're going to provide job training and then we're going to connect people to employment and then housing and, and everything else. It was like, we're going to bring this one level of solution and we're going to do it perfectly, beautifully, you know, as perfectly as we can. And then we're going to invite partners to the table so that each of us is doing what we do best in order to move people along the spectrum. And I think sometimes just remembering that simplicity can be incredibly powerful is something that social entrepreneurs need to remind themselves of. Great. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for the work you do. I wish there was something like this up here in uh, Toronto, Canada. It truly uh, would be would be a wonderful um, thing, but I know that's hard for you to, to bring it out here. But okay. <laughs> if you ever hear of anyone who is interested in starting their own program, just tell them to reach out and we'll help them get it started. Okay, absolutely. That is a promise. <laughs> I will right. do it. Thank you wonderful. so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Thank you for listening to In the Business of Change. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear other conversations with inspired social entrepreneurs and change makers working on challenges in their communities and across the globe. I'm your host, Elisa Birnbaum. Thank you.